the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, markets, retirement, you tell me. I think this is ultimately a pretty easy show to pull off as far as content. If you are involved, if not, so be it. So you get what you settle for. Um, Labor Day weekend's coming up. And I've started seeing traffic already starting to thin. I know you're saying, Rob, it's seven days until Labor Day. I know. For some people, this is the last hurrah of summer. And it's a two-week hurrah. Some try to make a nine-day weekend kind of thing. Um, the only item keeping people remotely interested in this week's affairs on Wall Street are people who are going to pay attention to the labor report on Friday, which very well may hold the car keys, so to speak, to the Federal Reserve and what they do as far as interest rates go, maybe for the month of September. Some people think December. Last year they did December. This year, September in front of the November elections may be a little risque. What if they do a rate move and the market drops a thousand points? Do you think that would switch people from voting from the incumbent, essentially, Hillary Clinton, to the upstart, I'm going to change things, markets aren't going to fall a thousand points under me, Donald Trump? It could. Surprisingly, people vote sometimes with their pocketbook. More often than not with their pocketbook. If you feel good about where you are now, you're like, let's do some status quo. If you are underperforming in the pocketbook and a politician says, I'm going to create jobs in your class, in your neighborhood, you're like, let's vote for that person. If you feel America hasn't rewarded you and you want to make America great again, maybe go that direction. If, like President Obama, when he got elected eight years ago, He did it on the concept of a lot of change. I'm going to change the way Washington works. 
in the end, I think that he was a little naive on that. Because not only did he get flack and pushback during his eight years from Republicans, but he got it also from the Democrats, uh, especially in his first two years. Uh, Wall Street does, uh, I'm sorry, Main Street, Washington, D.C. does not want change. So Labor Day is coming. So there's a sense right now uh, about Jackson Hole and the Fed. Fed Chairman Janet Yellen on Friday acknowledged the case for a rate hike has strengthened in recent months. And Fed Vice Chair Fisher acknowledged that Ms. Yellen's remarks in his mind are consistent with pointing to a possible rate hike in September and possibly, possibly more than one rate hike um, before the end of the year, which, no. But it's good to get it out there, to get it in people's minds that we are going to be in an environment if things stay as is, where higher interest rates are going to wreak havoc or change the investment landscape, maybe wreaking havoc. Where higher interest rates are going to change the mortgage market, maybe making things a little more expensive. Where higher rates are basically going to signal, hey, world money, come visit us because we'll pay you a little bit of interest. Where some countries are actually giving you negative interest. You're paying them to park money with them. So there's a lot going on with this Friday even though it's a holiday short and weekend. For the time being right now, rate hike murmurings have ratcheted up interest in the dollar, which is feeling the love, once again, of the policy divergence trade, which saw an added trigger over the weekend after Bank of Japan Governor Kuroto reiterated the willingness to provide more monetary stimulus if necessary. The dollar strength has undercut many dollar-denominated commodities, including oil, Crude futures also getting pinched on reports highlighting increasing doubt in the market about the prospect of a production freeze. Oil had a big move in the middle part of August. I think we're in the latter part now. On this idea that the Russians and the Saudis were going to get together and cut production. Um, But if you look at the U.S. And if you look at yeah, if you look at the fundamentals of the world, just let's just call the fundamentals GDP. You're like, no, I don't really see that. So, oil shouldn't have had that big move on a fundamental basis, on a strategy, strategery. Remember when George Bush said the word strategery? On a strategery level, oil should have had that little bit of pop. The personal income and spending report for July has the potential to be market moving. Yet, it wasn't. Didn't create any fireworks at all. Key takeaway from that report is that it doesn't alter the outlook for third quarter GDP. Growth, which we want to pop, you know, GDP we want somewhere between 2 to 4%. 2 on the light side, 4 on the high side. 4 is created into a bunch of inflation. Two is, eh, hopefully this plane doesn't stall. Have you ever been in a plane and you hear the engine struggling? Yeah, come on, come on, a little more gas, a little more gas. Um, so personal income was up four-tenths of a percent after an upwardly revised three-tenths of a percent gain for June. So personal spending was okay, but not great. The real personal consumption expenditures were up 3% year-over-year. That outpaces what's called disposable personal income, which was up 2.7%. The uh, 
the savings rate ticked up higher, which, believe it or not, we punish in the United States on the stock market level. You're saving more money. Shame on the economy. Shame. Shame, 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 shame. It's like the walk of shame. It's like the, the bell of atonement and shame. Oh, it's just not good. You save money and it's, it's, it's bad. What? But if we're using a little bit more credit card, we're saving more, but we're using a little bit more credit. We're kind of stretching our spending legs. But we're also saving. It creates a little bit of a push. So, that's the basic gist of the morning, of how we're setting up. Um, the Bank of Japan Governor Kuroto, Harioki Kuroto, the central bank has said, they said the central bank is ready to implement more easing if needed. The dollar gaining on increased U.S. rate hike expectations. Oil's under pressure. Under pressure. And when oil's under pressure, the stock market tends to be under pressure. Because some of those big oil companies are big. The Chevron Texcos, the Exxon Mobiles. And when the S&P 500 has oil companies in the S&P 500, like Chevron and Exxon, a little move down on one of those guys can pull the whole market maybe sideways. Not necessarily down. So right now we're seeing the markets up slightly. S&P 500 up 9, the Dow up 92, the NASDAQ up 12, crude oil flat at roughly $47 a barrel. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.59%. You might remember with the Brexit, it dropped about 1.25%, which is pretty dramatic. Where we are now is still pretty dramatic historically. The Ten-year Treasury, we want at 3%. We don't want it at 1.6%. That's anemic. Remember, we want 2 to 4% GDP. Kind of the same thing with the 10 year treasury. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Big seminar coming up in a couple weeks. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. The FAA's new drone law goes into effect today, allowing U.S. companies to innovate. We are good at that. Clear skies ahead for drones. Pizza Hut is now going to start putting some of their boxes. They're going to turn them into like flick football. Do you remember flick football when you're in like second grade? You'd play it on a lunch table. Um, so turning those greasy pieces of cardboard into a game board 
yes, that's U.S. innovation, <laughs> not quite as um, on par with Boeing and with drones, but it is what it is, right? Fitbit is doing what they can at this point in time to try to launch some new product to get you excited. Uh, they're spending an enormous amount of money in the process. Uh, you get the idea on that, and they need it. So uh, when you're behind Apple, and well, not when you're behind Apple, when you're ahead of Apple, but in the Apple queue, you need to be very, very, very cautious. Speaking of cautious interest rates, let's talk a little real estate right now with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Let's talk about paying off debt in order to get that loan done. What would stop a loan from getting approved with debt? A high debt ratio. Okay. Uh, Dodd-Frank uh, implemented qualified mortgage rules. Lenders are, are sticking to it. Um, you know, there are ways to go over it with better credit, better equity, but for the most part, 43% is what they call the back-end ratio. That's all of your debt combined with the new mortgage payment with your taxes and insurance. So uh, credit card debt, car payment debt, student loan debt, any debt that you have adds to that ratio on a monthly basis. And uh, there are lenders now that will allow you to pay off that debt, part of a refinance, in order to qualify for a loan. So, for example... Let's say you have a 50% ratio with all of your debt. You have a $20,000 credit card with a $500 payment on a monthly basis, and you have you know, 25% equity in your home. Well, you could simply refinance. Sometimes you might get a higher rate, hopefully keep the same or lower, and you can get a double benefit here. But for dollar for dollar, that $20,000 is usually $1 for every $3. So it's 60-something percent lower in payment. Yeah, you might go pay interest over a period of time, but it allows you to save money and manage that debt and, and get that refinance done. This also works where, um, you know, with, with auto loans as well. Okay. I've seen people, I haven't seen anybody do student loans. That would be actually crazy. In some most cases, that, that payment is incredibly low compared to the, the debt balance. Some of them are. Some student debt, you know, if you're not. I have seen them creep up recently, yeah. uh, but I still wouldn't, I just don't, I just don't. I feel really uncomfortable unless you're talking to a CFP or a CPA, and that guy's calling me and saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing. I've authorized you, you know, this this borrower to do this kind of transaction." Um, you know, this brings up a good point. You know, there's a lot of people that are doing transactions, uh, and they still do transactions over the last few years after you know getting a huge scare, of, you know, and, and a, a reality check and how risky mortgages can be. They're still making transactions without the advice of, uh, you know, their their circle of trust. You know those those people that the CPAs, the CFPs, that, that should be you know guiding them through this. Okay. And and I know you agree with this. Is I, you know that people make some strange money decisions. I saw a guy write off his kid's college tuition on his tax returns. <laughs> you know, it's like w- w- we had to wait another year just to get him done because it took away from his income. So people do crazy things. The real estate process is crazy in the first place, and don't complicate it by making like they're going to check your taxes now. Yep. Like. Make sure you have a PDF copy of them. Um, otherwise, you're going to be, you know, Xeroxing your your brains out. So that's one of the things I love about having an accountant is, you know, he, he CPA he just does the, you know, PDF and it's always there and it's nice. And it's, yeah. um, a lot of self-employed people need to be with, especially if they're doing a transaction in two years, within two years, to go with, go to their CPA and say, um, and their loan agent and have them work together and say, what do I need to qualify for? Because you don't use your gross income on on self-employed. You use your net income. Back in the day of liar loans, 
did you still have to do um, tax returns? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was, it was, you basically said, I work in this industry okay. and then they, the, you, you'd state an income and then they would, they had a website that they would go to that said, okay, this type of industry to say, I'm a, you know, I'm a plumber for, I'm a master plumber or master electrician. How much does that make in this zip code where you live? And it'll, it'll set up a dollar amount and a scale, a little chart. And if you fall within a certain variance, you, you get the, that you'll allow that income. Crazy. Liar loans were crazy. One of the, you know, I, I, frustrating situations arise. I refinanced an office building that I own, and they wanted to do an appraisal. And what do you think an appraisal would cost? I, I know how much an appraisal costs for a, a commercial property. So okay. it's probably over $1,000. $5,000. Yeah. And it, it's tough because the comparables in that area, nothing sells. It's right next to a courthouse. So once someone buys it, they typically keep it forever. So there's no comparables, and that's why they're jacking up the appraisal fee on it. Um, so they were literally going to do like a, a really personal detailed. Yeah, that's that's something that you, we talked about appraisals and over value and and so on. And you know, comparables is a big issue right now with low inventory, um, and that's another reason why people have to be concerned about you know that appraisal. Yeah, thinking about that, you know, the home that I own, it would have tough comparables because it's it's such a unique street. So you go one mile. Half a mile, half a mile away, and it ain't the same. It ain't the same community. I, I heard a realtor say that they said, "Well, you're going to pay forty thousand dollars more than the appraised value." He says, "But the but the, the realtor says, but your house now became a comp." <laughs> That's Tony Mendez. You need a loan. You need to refi. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Beyonce had a pretty big. VMAs last night, um, pretty big indeed. Queen Bay took home a number of trophies, including Video of the Year, which this time around was a highly competitive race. Um, if you start looking at MTV as product, you'll kind of get the idea that you know CBS and Viacom and uh, Netflix all have product, and sometimes that product is Kanye West and Drake and Adele and Justin Bieber. And to me, I don't get it. I'm officially old. I watched Kanye because it was on. Like, I kind of tried to find something to watch at 7 p.m. And he unveiled this video that I was like, I wouldn't want children watching that. And you go back 25 years, and my dad was probably like, I don't want my son watching that, that Madonna roll around like a virgin. Um... I guess that's when you jump the shark or you jump the uh, MTV awards. But try to look at everything as product, whether it's your smartphone or your smartphone plan or the soda you're drinking or where you're buying things from, Amazon versus stores. And once you kind of grasp all that, you'll start, you'll really, you'll really, really, really get how Wall Street works and how to become a better investor. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Anthony Weiner's Twitter account appears to have been deleted amid revelations of a potential third public sexting scandal. His decision to go dark on Twitter came hours after the New York Post reported that the former congressman sent suggestive images and messages to a woman for over a year between early 2015 and this year, including one image with his then four-year-old son in the picture. The reported scandal is one in a string of revelations about Wiener's sexting habits. The ex-congressman's first sexting scandal drove him from office in 2011. Revelations that he continues sexting women helped destroy his bid for mayor in New York in 2013. The timing of the Post report could have also have repercussions on the presidential campaign. Wiener is married to one of Hillary Clinton's top advisors, Uma Abedin. Can you imagine? Um... And Trump will use words like sleazeball and pervert, pervert. and all I'm going to say is something a little different. Um, be careful with technology. It can destroy political careers. It can destroy children in high school. It can destroy their confidence and ultimately lead to repercussions such as suicide. Um, 21st century media is very serious stuff, and I would take it very serious in your family. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A woman who used to work for KGO kind of got a great little story going about her over the weekend. Uh, Mid-30s journalist living in San Francisco. $3,500 for a one-bedroom. Uh, she didn't have money to live and to pay down debt and to save money. So what she did was she joined a gym, put her stuff in storage, or got rid of it. She moved into her car with her boyfriend. They'd drive to campgrounds at night. Uh, she didn't have a toilet or a kitchen or electricity or TV and cable. But in the first 40 days alone, she paid off $3,700 in debt and $2,500 on rent was saved. She had a blast. She roasted salmon and foil over camp files. She played guitar. Drink beer under the pen prick of thousands of stars. She was free to go where she wanted to on weekends. So she was able to boil her expenses down to about $400 a month. $200 for a gem, $150 for storage, and about $50 for various camping costs. Nothing really spent on, nothing really spent on food? That's of note. So she did that, but then in May she got laid off from KGO. So she moved into her boyfriend's sailboat, where they are both living full-time. I want to get you to retirement. Um, as best I can. I don't want you, like, going, I'm going to park my car in my mom's house. I want to get you to retirement. That's the goal of the show. San Francisco might be too expensive for a journalist. And that's a weird reality. It's too expensive for cops. It's too expensive for teachers. At some point in time, people who are living here say, well, I've got, you know, a million and a half of equity. I'm just going to go buy a place outright in Portland and cut my work week from 60 hours a week to 20. Let's talk a little bit about that with CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now? 
CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. You can also find him here on this radio station, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton, 1 to 2, Monday through Fridays here on KDOW 1220. So let's talk annuities. With bond rates still very low, annuity sales are rapidly increasing and being sold as bond alternatives. Good idea, bad idea. Who should consider this? Well, if you're, you know, approaching retirement, let's say you're 55 to in retirement up to about age 75. And I'm not talking about tax-free bonds in your taxable accounts, but bond allocations for your retirement accounts. There are some decent bond alternatives um, that are out there. The problem is, is that all the areas that I see where annuity sales are rapidly increasing are all these commission-based brokers sold where people get their money tied up for like seven to 10 years. And the only time that these are really good alternatives, Rob, is when their guaranteed lifetime income is better than potential bond income and the return that you can get is better potential than current bond environment. Okay. So So what would that number be, like 3% guaranteed? 4 to 5%. Okay, 4 to 5%. So 4 to 5%. So once the 10-year treasury hits about 45 to 5%, you might change your mind and want out of these products. Okay. And you have to have the flexibility to do that. And most products don't allow that. Okay. So explain a guaranteed life withdrawal benefit. Yeah, How does G- that work? GLWB is what they... That's, it's Almost every company uses that on their brochures is GLWB. Right? Guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. I want to cry. That's intimidating. So it, it's essentially, it's longevity insurance. When people want to pull 4 or 5% of their portfolio... You know, those numbers were created in the 90s when rates on bonds were much higher and people didn't live as long. Right. So what if you do live till you're 100, 120, like <laughs> some people actually have? What happens is if you have a, a portfolio, whether it's in an indexed type of a product or a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds, sure. what they say is, let's say you run out of money, the portfolio is drawn down to zero at age 80 and you still have 25 years to live. The insurance company then kicks in and starts paying you for the rest of your life as long as you live, even though your portfolio is at zero. There's some people thinking that we are going to be modifying modifying genetics in the next 10 years, and we may live a lot longer. Right. What do you think is going to happen in the insurance industry if things like that play out? What's interesting is your rates would actually go down. The longer that people live, the more period of time that they're paying premiums in. Yeah. Um, and they, they just build up a portfolio of conservative bonds to support all of their policies. So... When people live longer, they pay premiums for a higher, a longer period of time, and your rates could actually go down. So, how are the returns calculated in these income annuities? Like, how how are they knowing they can't afford to be wrong? Yeah. Well, and essentially, what they're insuring too is is a very low risk, right? Because there hasn't been a ten year period in our history, even from ninety seven or ninety eight to two thousand eight. 99 to 2009, where a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds has lost money. So the risk is actually quite low. But what these things do is say, okay, since my income for life is higher than bonds, it'll allow me to take my bond money and take a little bit more aggressive approach with it. So the returns are either in the index to form where they say, okay, you can get a certain amount of the upside of the S&P 500. So if the S&P 500 does like 20%, you might get 5 So you get a cap of the okay. movement of the S&P 500, no dividends, and just a cap. that's a bad thing, right? No, it's better than bonds right now. Okay. Because bonds paying three, all you need is a couple of years of good market, average market returns. Right. To beat three to five years worth of a bond fund or a CD rate. But what if the market goes up 30% and you're capped at 6%? Well, you're not comparing it to a stock portfolio. You're comparing Arr. it to bonds. Okay. 
So it's never going to beat the stock market in the long run. It's a bond alternative. Okay, but you see where my mind goes. Yeah, because you're thinking of in terms of stocks. It's not a wealth-building tool for young people. Mm, you caught me. So um, the annuities are horrible for young people. Um, so you can have an index return where it's a cap rate. So if the market goes up 20%, you might get five. market goes down 20%, you just get zero that year. Um, or you can have an insured portfolio. We have a, a mix of stocks and bonds. And an insurance company will say, if this portfolio ever goes to zero, we'll kick in and continue the 4 to 5% for life, whatever age you are. Um, variable annuities, unless you already have one, are because of these new insured portfolio options, or it's an annuity without being an annuity contract, um, you don't really need variable annuities anymore. So you, you should get out of those. If you have one, email it to me, and I'll tell you what the fees are and how much you can save by, by getting out of it. Briefly, how are beneficiaries taxed on annuities? Well, that's the thing is that, you know, if it's an IRA, if you used IRA money to buy the annuity, they can roll it into an inherited IRA. But this is why you don't use taxable money for annuities, because if you die with an annuity in a taxable account or a non-qualified account, your heirs pay the taxes at their bracket, gotcha. where you could have pulled some of the money out and you might be, you know, 80 years old and only at 15% bracket. So your heirs pay the unrealized taxes. A lot to discuss. If you want to discuss it further with CFP Chad Burton, Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Let's say you're in an annuity that's paying 2.5%, that you're paying 2.5% to be in. Maybe it's time to get out. Time to discuss your options with CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. There's a new thing that's pretty cool happening out there. Coding boot camps are starting to replace college for software engineers. I think this is awesome. There's a school in San Francisco called the Hack Reactor. It's one of dozens and dozens of coding boot camps across the nation, and it's turning students into engineers. It's a quick route to a six-figure salary at a big tech firm. Coding camps have become attractive alternatives to colleges and grad schools. Uh, Hack Reactor costs 20000 bucks for a 12-week session, about one-tenth the cost of attending an elite college. Uh, the program boasts a 98% job placement rate. I can't argue with that. About three or four years ago, five years ago, I started teasing a little bit that um, I don't get college anymore. It's kind of like my stupid rant that I have with, I don't get MTV Music Awards. But the idea to me of getting a degree in English literature, 18th century literature, is laughable compared to, I think, Google and Facebook. They don't want me to have that degree. They want me to have a coding background. And I think they should open up the University of Facebook, the University of Google, so they can get their employees that they need and they want and they tell the U.S. government, we don't have enough candidates. We have to go overseas for candidates. No, you don't. You have to open up academies and colleges here and, oh, they'll come. 800-516-1220 get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, big seminar coming up as they always are, right right around the corner. Next one up in Marin in about two weeks. Sign up at robblackshow.com. You want to teach but not be taught. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220.
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up for a retirement and wealth event. Couple new, a lot of new content for this event. A lot of new content. A couple new curveballs is what I was going to say uh, with CFP Chad Burton. It's going to be in Marin. It's our only trip to Marin this year. We typically do Marin about once a year. Uh, CFP Chad Burton, myself, and New Focus Financial. You can find out more information at newfocusfinancial.com. Mr. Burton, what's the agenda for the retirement and wealth event on the 10th? Well, and the first question is, you know, are you really wealthy? I mean, are you wealthy in yeah. terms of lifestyle just right now as you're spending everything you make? Are you wealthy in terms of a sustainable retirement or are you wealthy in terms of you've got quite a bit to live on now and you're going to be leaving a legacy? So part of going through that process is figuring out where you're at is calculating the true cost of retirement. So we go through all of the major costs that people don't think about. And those are typically taxes. They're typically health care costs and then inflation and what retirement really costs because retirement is about 20% more expensive now than it was prior to the credit crisis just because interest rates are so low. So we talk about that quite a bit. But um, we also then go through how do you keep taxes low throughout your entire retirement? The way that you plan for taxes and retirement changes a little bit because while you're working, you're always trying to say, how do I pay the least amount of taxes this year? How do I pay the least amount of taxes this year? You're always focused on that. Once you hit retirement, you have this these different areas of money. You've got your pre-tax accounts, your Roth accounts, your taxable accounts. You have to try to blend your taxes so they're low throughout all of retirement because at 70 and a half, you have to start dealing with required minimum distributions out of your IRAs and 401ks. So you have to blend your taxes. You have to keep them low throughout your entire retirement. That comes to going to which accounts do you draw from first? And how do you actually create that income so that you know where your, your paycheck is coming from and which account in retirement? It's interesting because uh, I think I've probably burnt some money on a therapist talking about am I wealthy or not? And when can I call it quits? When I can I not? And that's kind of, you're kind of a therapist on a lot of levels, but without that psychology degree per se. Um, and I know that can't be just me who stresses over wealth, am I or am I not? Is there something that all three types of wealth have in common, in your opinion? Well, yeah, I mean, one of them is that you've got to invest for your goals and risk tolerance. So there's a combination there. And some people are way off, and a lot of that is you just, they just need a lot of education. So what I mean by way off is, is that, hey, I want to retire when I'm you know, 57 years old, but I have extremely low risk tolerance. You run the numbers and you have to get a pretty large rate of return in order to make that successful. Yet the person is extremely low in risk tolerance and maybe can only handle about 40% in stocks. Those are two very different goals and it's just not, it's not going to be achieved. Now, most of the time when you sit through stock market history with people and you show them the numbers that, yeah, the market has averaged 10, 11% over the last hundred years, but it's usually two steps forward, one step back type of process. In other words, very rarely does the market hit that return of 11%. It's usually double digits to the positive or in the negative. 70% of the time it's positive. So it's the market's not really more volatile on a year-by-year basis anymore, okay. at all than it has been in the past. Now, on a day-by-day basis, it's a bit more volatile. But if you go through actual 
returns on the market and you get comfortable with that fact, okay, we do have a couple of 5 to 7% corrections every year. Every 5 to 7 years, we get that 20% correction. And you realize that that's happened in the past. It's going to happen in the future. You can become more comfortable with the volatility. No matter what, though, you still, no matter where you are in wealth, you still have to make sure you're investing based on your risk tolerance because as soon as emotions get involved, that's when people lose money. They either get too greedy when the market's going up and they feel like they're missing out and all their friends are making money, and then they get in too late and then it cracks and then they sell and they get out forever. Or they panic at the first sight of a 10% correction and they sell and they never get out. So you have to get comfortable with the volatility. You have to get make sure that you're investing based on a combination of your goals and your risk tolerance. So that's very important. And one of those steps, you can go to the website, what is uh, Burton.com or newfocusfinancial.com and think what is your risk number and kind of realize where you are on that risk scale. Um, because, again, you've seen it before, Rob, in the last 20-plus you know, years you've been doing radio. Sure. People get greedy and they get fearful, and that's when the mistakes are made. I find it to be the – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be horrible when I say this. I find it to be the financially stupider people or the financially uneducated they get greedy and fearful, whereas the people who've been around for a while and they're just like, I have to work. I've got to raise kids. I do not have time to try to be greedy or fearful. Um, does that make sense to you? Am I off base? Yeah, and it's the same people that, you know, I've, I've seen this. Uh, Kiyosaki is all over the place because he did some yep. CNBC Market Watch type of interview, and so he's all over the Internet again. And, this is a guy that makes money off selling people books and seminars, not on investment advice. But yet people just love it. They think he's a guru. He's really not. Yeah. And it's, they get tied to the emotion of, oh, this guru is going to tell me how to make money and I'm going to, I'm going to be a winner. Because I, I just found the silver bullet and I found the golden arrow, whatever you want to call it. And they just get psyched into making mistakes. Here's a classic, uh, and he's in the news today telling people don't invest for the long term. Yeah. But his quote, his quote today is, the rich do not work for money. Most people do not understand that because they're taught to go to school and get a job for money. The rich don't work for money. That doesn't even make any, any damn sense. Yeah. So, and it, 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 it upsets me because people will be like, I want to be rich. <laughs> and they'll be like, that guy's telling me I don't have to work. <laughs> you want to be rich? Anyhow, any final... Keep we got less than a minute. Any final thoughts? A book or a seminar to sell people. <laughs> we got a seminar coming up in San Rafael on September 10th. Thanks for joining me, CFP Chad Burton. It's the Four Points by Sheraton San Rafael. A lot of new content. We're kind of revamping it going into 2017. I know. We're kind of starting to think that way. But this event is the Four Points by Sheraton San Rafael. Saturday, September 10th from 9 to noon. It's a Saturday event. Very rare for us. No traffic in Marin on Saturdays, hopefully. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad doesn't like Kiyosaki. I don't like Kiyosaki either. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.